few topics to talk about. Okay. Uh, MLB The Show, YouTube, life. I mean, I, we kind of dived a little bit. I kind of like doing a pre-interview mm-hmm. before I do anything. Yeah. Uh, I used to uh, be a production assistant, a freelance producer. I produced documentaries for my college. Like, dude, oh. I... I wanted to be on Sports Center, but then they, I quickly realized they didn't need another white guy on TV. So <laughs> it's just it's kind of one of those things where you're like, well, it's it's okay. Yeah. I uh, I think I mentioned I'm a banker now. I don't know how the hell I fell into that. I guess mm-hmm. I could go over that eventually, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, totally. I don't know. I'm informal about about everything when it comes to intros. So this might even be the intro right now where I'm just saying I'm saying, hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is the Taylor Price podcast. First episode where we're talking to one of my favorite YouTubers at the moment. Just hit 50k subscribers. The man, the myth, the legend, Kev Brado. Kev, how you doing today, my man? Pretty good. How you doing? Dude, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like uh the landscape for the MLB the show is is pretty good right now. Uh although the content yeah. this year hasn't been I think what everybody wanted. I wanted to get your take on the game like what what you feel uh where the game is going and i guess like what what you like about it um i gotta agree with you like the content at the moment is not in its best state right now than it was at the start of the game um and the only thing i fear is that it's just gonna get worse (laughs) and it's just gonna be the same cycle as it is for next year um for me as a content creator all i can do is just stick with it see what goes on with it play along with it and just work with with whatever they give us, even though the content might not be its best. Um, but so far I've been enjoying it with uh, I mean, double the, trouble and stuff like that. MLB the show is is giving uh, a lot us a lot of content, but when it comes to cards and like stuff like that, do you feel like they could? I mean, obviously they could drastically improve, but like, what what avenues do you wish they would go down for like player cards wise? I think they can try their best to introduce some new guys. Uh, instead of uh, bringing out these same recycled cards every year and hyping them up for no reason at all. Bring guys back like Tim Lincecum. (laughs) Yes, we've been waiting. Oh, God. It took him, I mean, how many years? Cover athlete Joe Maurer. I mean, for me, I'm a a Minnesota Twins fan. It took Mm -hmm. him forever to get Joe Maurer back in the game. And uh, it's one of those things, you're right. Like, they need newer players. They need guys who have uh, fresh faces. I think exactly what they've... What they've done with uh, the Future Stars. Did you like the Future Stars program? Yeah, yeah. I, I like the, the new guys they introduced. That, that's like one of the biggest programs that, that drops every year because it's, it's new guys. It's the new guys yeah. of, the, of the future of baseball, right? And, um, and that's, how, that's a good way to go ahead and introduce those guys into people who don't know who they are and stuff like that. Like last year when we had the Future Stars program, there was a lot of new guys that I know of right now that they're stars. So that's, that's a cool way right there. But that's also like new guys to go ahead and add in time will be the show and stuff like that instead of, you know, recycled content. But if they could bring back, you know, legends we haven't seen in a while or uh, stuff like that, I think that just that just puts a spark in the game. Yeah, that got me thinking about legends I would want in the game. I mean, you can think of name a list of them that aren't in the game now. And I'm sure everybody from each team probably could think of a couple. I mean, I uh I love Johan Santana. I mean, he was a Cy Young yeah, award winner for the Minnesota right. Twins. How is he not in the game? He's probably got some nasty stuff. He's probably got a, a, a unique windup and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It comes down to like how how deep do they want to get their game, and do they want to you know how how much money do they want to try to attract? Honestly, yeah, like they could. I mean, 
I, I, I don't know if it's like, you know, them having to agree with the player or something like that, or mm-hmm. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes with that. But um, if they were just to figure out some way to still have, uh, to have a right of their names in the game, I think, right. I think it would only be helping uh, the people who play this game. It's almost it's almost similar to 2K because like 2K has those similar figureheads that are not in the game. Charles mm-hmm. Barkley, namely, he just chooses not to be in the game. Yeah. Now, w- is it because of residuals? Probably. Now, I think just like in the major leagues, they probably get some little bit of <laughs> residuals, if any. But uh, the guys who are more involved with MLB the show get their own cards. Like, yep. like that is that is impressive. I think yeah. the game could could go even further. I mean, two K does the similar. If you're an influencer, they can kind of juice up your card uh, or your player rather. But what about the guys who are young, who are just trying, who are better than their card is playing, and we don't get to like actually know who they are? And that's like you said, that Future Stars program gets us introduced. Um. Oh yeah. No. Exactly. Uh. There's a lot of players out there in the minor leagues that uh that are probably the next Future Studs that we don't know about yet or something like that, and um they don't have a card, and then will be the show. You know, because um, when the Future Stars program comes out, that's only a select few, right? And right. then you could be playing against someone who has their own personal card mm-hmm. uh, that's all juiced up and stuff like that. And, you know, not every day you're going to match up with someone like that. Right. Uh, I think I saw AJ AJ played against the a, a Blue Jays pitcher, like yep. the real Blue That was insane. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something, what do you call it, not everybody's going to get uh in uh if you're it's exclusive like i mean exclusive. yeah it's an opportunity too for them as ses mm-hmm. so uh i mean there's a lot of room for improvement with you know content and all that with this game there, i mean there, there's there's not a limit with anything there's always a room for improvement of course just, of just, course is what do you call it? put this game in another level um i'm not i'm not what do you call it you know uh working for sds or anything like that so <laughs> i mean I don't have the brains to go ahead and develop a game, but I know that they do. And I know that they're professionals at it, and uh, that they can do something. And I know they can do something. But oh, feedback uh, is essential, yeah. and I think creators like you, uh, anybody who's going to have a voice and play the game often, and who's showing at least that they enjoy parts of the game, I think those people, I think those opinions should matter more, and I think mm-hmm. they should have like a think tank of you guys, uh, guys who get. You get well known enough, 50k subscribers, maybe that's the minimum or something. Exactly. Or where they they can come talk to you and get your feedback. Um, like for me, I I love feedback within my job. I'm I'm mm-hmm. a banker. I'm not gonna release the the actual bank I work for, but like the thing I like about my business is like feedback goes directly to my company, and I'm able to see that uh, that feedback actually translate into something, and it it feels like there's a disconnect from at least the creator side to SDS. 100 percent so i wanted to ask you about that stadium i made you is is that working out for you oh it is it's like good luck (laughs) i don't i I think i've like my most recent episode of dt i mercyed uh, my opponent to make the series i don't know if i've done that for the second time or that's the first time but i don't know what it is about the stadium i've only lost there (laughs) once it was unfortunate but it's just my offense just explodes there i don't know what's going on i mean that's how I got introduced, or well, Kev got introduced to me. I wanted to create stadiums in MLB The Show. That's what I've been doing on MLB The Show 22. So if you want a stadium and you're a creator, ask me. I will gladly make you one. 
Um, but Kev, you're one of my favorite creators, so I had to make you one, and I wanted to do yep. that Bay Area vibe, kind of uh, get get McCummy Cove in there. And uh, I don't know, I'm not saying anything against the first one they made, but like I I'm a detail oriented guy, so I want to make sure every uh, yeah. detail kind of fit what vibe I with, liked, with I what liked I thought every you liked. Bit of it. I liked I liked the Brado the Brado bunch, all of that, the, the Ferris wheel in the back, the the large body of uh, of water in right field. As we hey, know I had what to it's go called. for it. I had to go to the big, the big river, baby. Man. Well, and then I was trying to think of like B alliterations for <laughs> the house and stuff. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. maybe we can get some income out of this through the, the Broadway Airbnb. Maybe we can get some yep. people staying at the place. Yeah, that was smart. That was smart. <laughs> well, I had a guy trash me on r slash MLB the show stadiums for the Ferris wheel, the big one. Mm-hmm. He told me to get rid of it. Really? Yeah, he said it, it doesn't fit. And I was like, we're going for a fair time at the pier vibe. Like, we're at the game, but there's a yeah. fair, like, I don't know. I'm glad to hear that you liked it. Yeah, no, I like, I like the fair, so it puts a little bit of life into it. So I, I did want to talk to you about uh, YouTube a little bit about your, your start. I know that you started doing, like, pack openings. So, like, yep. when, you, when you started your channel, did you, I mean, you pro- probably had some, a little bit of thought, like, hey, I want this to get popular. But, like, what... Wait, just with the pack opening, it's like what what interested you about getting that started? Uh, so that was during the time of the pandemic, I think, in the middle of the pandemic or before. Oh, right card card opening pandemic. was so popular! Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. god! So I mean, I was just at home on YouTube, came across this channel called Jabs Families. It oh yeah, up, uh, baseball oh, yeah. cards. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is so cool! I want to get some myself. And then I just <laughs> went ahead and created a YouTube channel. Um, and I just started filming myself opening up uh, baseball boxes. And so that went on from time to time. I went ahead and spent all, like most of my savings on baseball cards, right? <laughs> and then, uh, what do you call it? I enjoyed doing that. But the thing was, is that I wasn't selling any of my baseball cards. I was because uh, you have to get you have to get them like PSA rated and stuff like that. Stuff like that, or what do you call it? You would do box openings or stuff like that for a live group, and then you would sell your cards. Like people right. would buy like a team, and then you do stuff like that. I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to keep these cards. But the thing yeah. with keeping the cards is that you're you're spending the money, but you're not making the money, stuff True. like that. And um, the job I was working at uh, uh, during the pandemic, uh, they closed down. I, w- I worked at a batting cage. And so. Oh, they, sick. Yeah, they closed down during the pandemic. So um, I, I didn't. Wait, it's work. outdoors. That makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. And, <laughs> yeah, no, they're long. And, and now they, they've officially closed down like a year ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Um, uh, so that's, that, that stopped for me. And so I w- wasn't making anything at the moment. And so I was only spending stuff on baseball cards. And so when it c- came down to, uh, oh shit, I can't find baseball cards. I can't afford baseball cards, stuff like that. So I just right. did nothing. And I decided to start playing a movie, the show on the PlayStation. Uh, and I went live there on the PlayStation on YouTube. And I would, th- I was thinking that was a couple no, months. That would be the show 20. 20 I remember. 20. Yeah. 20. And I was just streaming for like two months, three months, I think. And it slowly started to uh, go ahead and uh, get traction. And then I think I made my TikTok account. And then that's the the, that's where I learned of you. Actually, first I was going through MLB the show TikToks, playful pops up. I I find Mm -hmm. like the base running stuff. But then uh, I think it was a TikTok of something stupid happening, obviously, in the game because SDS has glitches and Mm -hmm. they happen all the time. And I think your reaction to it literally made me cry laughing so much while I was sitting in the toilet that my fiance 
had to come like ask about me like are you okay (laughs) i i i'm a notorious like long shitter where i just sit on the toilet i'm scrolling tiktok yeah and my my feed is a lot of baseball golf and karens and i love it it's my Mm. favorite (laughs) but when you pop up like dude like it's always like something funny and i like that your content is is meant to just keep people laughing and keep people like coming back i think that's that's important yeah Yeah, exactly with your with your thumbnails and stuff like that i feel like the evolution of thumbnails has obviously grown uh did you always do your own thumbnails or did yeah uh just recently i had i had someone uh start working on my thumbnails but uh for before that I've, i've been the guy doing it doing it all because I love, I love the hat with the upside or the the helmet with the upside down glasses for him. Oh, the show right. streams. Oh. <laughs> yep, that's that was like that was my one of my first uh, first looks on YouTube. I don't know why I did that. I even did that on stream. I was wearing it. I was like, this is the lucky helmet. I had my Oakleys upside down. And I was I like, mean, it's, ra- it's rally time, baby. It's rally yeah, time. No, all that, the time it, was, baby. it was for rally times. It didn't work all the <laughs> yeah. time, but. I don't yeah. know. It was, a, it was a cool little thing. I'm, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I'm glad I'm not doing that right now. But, right. Uh, but that was that was uh, something. Well, everybody's got to have a gimmick. I feel like when they get started and like that's that's a part of it. I mean, you got to learn to to grow and learn, and that's that's totally a part of it. I will yeah. 100% be like, yeah, that's that's smart. But the best part is like your your thumbnails grow with your channel. Like I can see like the progression of you. Uh, being able to find the right you know groove with everything and with mm-hmm. YouTube and its algorithms and like how how different it was. I mean, I know you started with Road to the Show. Like, what brought you the most success early on? Um, if we're uh, excluding what happened at the start of for this year, um, TikTok really mm-hmm. helped the YouTube channel grow in a way. I had a couple of videos blow up on there before this year um and um that helped yeah as i said grow the channel a bit more but uh i didn't i I didn't grow it to the point where i like you know i I don't think i was getting the numbers i wanted but it was still like slowly growing it and stuff like that and um the youtube videos they were doing all right as as what i thought when i first started out um and and, you know instagram reels helped out a bit too but um yeah I like I like the Instagram reels too. I I forgot to mention like I'll leave I was not trying to go on Instagram. I may have like accidentally clicked and I hit a reel because hmm. I was like what is like it's a new feature or something. Like I'm I'm 29. I'm old, all right? Like I don't go back to Instagram very often. Twitter, I know how to work Twitter right now, yeah. all right? It it works for me. But Instagram and its reels and shit, I was like I don't know. But one of the first things that pops up is a reel of one of the similar TikToks where like you go nuts for something stupid happening in the game because SDS yeah. made a boo made a boo boo and mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those things. So sorry to distract, but like I mean, when you grow on those other platforms, I feel like bringing your audience in the past used to be kind of hard. I feel like now with TikTok, like you said, it's almost easier to kind of start there and bring everything else. No, yeah, I can to- give you a bit of a uh, a bit of a start right there. Uh, just mentioning your channel in the comment section or or just putting in the bio. I mean, you would think everybody who sees your video would ho- hopefully click on your profile and do that, right? But that's not that's not the oh, case. That's, that's that's law of averages. It's almost impossible to get everybody over the fence. Yep. 
on that first try like that's something i learned in marketing that like you're never going to be able to get that person over the fence right away they almost say like 80 percent of the time they're just going to say no right automatically if you Mm -hmm. try to get them to do anything sell them something get them to go somewhere the call to action is just almost 80 percent destined to fail yep yep and that's uh that's something i'm trying to figure out to go and get more of an audience to go and click on your profile uh, and stuff oh. like that and just see your other platforms you've got instead of just one but at the end of the day the one platform i want to grow to be the largest is youtube and but right now i think tiktok is probably my biggest platform yeah two hundred thousand yeah. subscribers there or followers there and then mm-hmm. 50k on youtube i mean i think i think it's powerful either way like like you said you can you can help try to translate that but i mean from transitioning those those viewers you know into your real life stuff because I, mean, I know that you played college baseball i mean you you went to youtube to transition out of that so mm-hmm. you're trying to grow that youtube audience to make that a living yep. so what, what was that transition like uh well it was definitely tough you know telling uh, some of the guys that i played with last year uh that i wasn't coming back um but they knew that you know uh i had a i probably had a good future with youtube and that I should probably go ahead and follow that path. But uh, for me, I mean, I, when I, like my entire life, I've always wanted to go far in my career in baseball. And I never thought YouTube would ever become a thing until just recently. Um, so it was definitely hard. But I knew that, you know, there was an opportunity right now to go ahead and do YouTube. And I was like, all right, let's just full on do it. I mean, I can always play a Sunday league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you just do- dominate some some, some Sunday men's league. <laughs> like, yeah, is that Cavbrado? Is he? Is that Cavbrado, bro? Like, holy I shit, got a lot of that with all, when we played last year. I mean, I didn't play a whole lot. I was uh, I was the backup catcher. Okay, um, but I, I I got a whole lot of what he called like, uh, Yo, are you Cavbrado? I was like stuff like that. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, being recognized has got to feel good either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, the hit the the pinned uh, tweet I have on my Twitter of my one of my right. hits, I got another hit. In that game and my dad has a video and uh right before the pitch was thrown right before i got the base hit someone heckled in the in the dugout uh, on the other team what? Like, post that on tiktok or something like that bro post no. the strikeout on tiktok they broke the single uh, uh right center dude you could send that to espn right now if you're if if you're a prospect right now i don't know if you've seen some of these like some of the top prospects are getting chirped at every one of their games mm-hmm. dude go dude hits a home run and then all of a sudden you're on espn it's yep. the best it's so yeah. good god i love humble pie man when people eat their words it's mm-hmm. so good exactly well with with transitioning out of that i mean you feel comfortable right now right i, I mean, know i feel comfortable you- yeah i know i know i feel good i think i think it was uh i think it was i'm gonna say it was a good choice well, it I definitely mean, would have been stressful to go ahead and handle both things. I, I was going to say, like, handling two things at once, handling a, a baseball career, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Trevor May has got, it, got his you know, time like, down to a T, but it's got to be a science at that point. You've yeah. got to have nothing else going for you. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, it, but it also gives you probably a lot more time to focus on what you like with creating, and that's going to help you grow overall, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And there's still a lot for me to learn. I mean, I'm I'm still young in this. I'm still very new. Um, there's still a lot of stuff I don't know yet. I'm still figuring out, you know, how the algorithm works and stuff like that. Dude, uh, still oh god, <laughs> and stuff like that. So there's still a lot more to learn. 
Well, I, I can't imagine like a more perfect time to get into YouTube, like right after the pandemic. Like that was, that was smart. I, I will say like mm-hmm. you, you picked a great time. I mean, I, I want you to know. So in my job, like I, I see people every day with all different types of jobs. I'm opening bank accounts for people. That's mm-hmm. my job is to learn about what you do. Yeah. Well, let's just, this, this YouTuber came in, she does tarot card readings and she showed me some analytics and I was like, wait a second. Somebody who just does your your astrological sign reading every day can make a living at home during the pandemic. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's it's about personality, it's about building rapport, and it's also building relationships with your customers. You customers, but with the people who are watching. Yep. So exactly. she she would do live readings too. So she did have customers. It was kind of cool. She could be like Oh, here's your sign. Like th- this is happening in your life. Like this is what's going on. But in, in the the YouTube sphere, like it, it's almost like you can be yourself and still grow. You can still do the things you want to do. Yep. If there's an audience out there that can relate to you, uh, then that's that. Then there you go. That's it. I mean, if they uh, if they enjoy watching your videos and they and they've got something that they can that them that that them themselves can share with you, stuff like that. Um, and there you go. You've, you've, you've built yourself a pretty good viewership right there. I feel like that's why I'm here. Like, it's just cause yeah. like I vibe, I vibe with, uh, what you do and I want to talk to cool people. And that's the whole point of my podcast is just yep. going to be to talk to people that I think are interesting who have cool stories that want to talk about things I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And the best part is that I don't, I don't know. I'm going to be in, like I said, informal and just put it like a little bit on like, you know, talking about things that we want to talk about, but mm-hmm. I mean, the, the world is, is, is new now. So like, you can't, you can't uh, say it's as straightforward. Like when I was growing up watching YouTube, like there wasn't a, like there wasn't a way to like make a living unless you had, let's say uh, like a big company behind you, like machinima or like something like that. Nowadays, I mean, even like video games in general, tournaments are different. Payouts mm-hmm. are different. Like, like the, the the YouTube sphere is completely changed. Oh, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. Yeah. So I mean, you're going to be able to grow and adapt with it. So like, what? But what do you expect? I mean, what what are your goals? I guess. What, what would you say you want to do going well, forward with YouTube? Um, continue to grow the community that we've built. Um, uh, and just see where what do you call it? The game goes because basically, well, with the content focusing on them will be the show. It's it's what he called based around and will be the show, right? Yeah, so, we're kind of a slave at that moment, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, not only that, but my goal is to also go ahead and you know build up my second channel and see if I can get something started on there. Um, yeah, Kev I don't plays. By the way, be, people. Yeah, Kev, Kev I, plays. By the way. Uh, yeah, Kev plays. That's my second channel. Uh, just playing some other games. I've recently played Outlast, a pretty scary game. Um, I can't. I can't believe you did that. By the way, that's fucking. No, it was an unfortunate I, ending to that game. It kind of uh, just get. I mean, spoiler alert. If you if you haven't played the game already, the game's old. But you get shot. You just die. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just you're dead. I was. Oh my god. I was like, I went through all of that just to go ahead and have that happen. And I was like, what? 
And I was like happy that the game was about to end because I was like, I need this game to like stop, dude. Like I'm like, I was getting chills on my spine. What do you call it? My like my neck was started to go ahead and heat up. I was like, someone breathing on my neck with this. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, like my heart was beating like that, like the like that. Thir- you should have had a heart monitor. Like where was the heart monitor know, for dude. that stream, dude? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm gonna play whistleblower, and I heard that game's even more scary. I played Outlast 2 and I posted the video of me just quitting the game. It's on really? my YouTube channel. I literally get, bo- I'm like, fuck this, dude. Like, this is so fucking scary. Like, I was playing it at night just like you were and like lights off. And I'm like, this is so stupid. And, you know, like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, that is, <laughs> like, it's, you're asking for danger. You're asking for a heart attack. Exactly. Like, I was in college at the time, I think, too. So, like, I'd recently got like a physical done. I tried out for the golf team for the, university i went to he's mm-hmm. like you got high blood pressure bro like, no shit i'm a i'm a stressed out college student who just played outlast last night leave me the fuck uh, alone <laughs> like i'm sorry that i'm stressed bro that's hilarious i i never i didn't make the team unfortunately uh, there's a lot of good golfers in the world but it's yeah. it's still it was a it was a fun experience i, I play amateur golf now and it's uh mm-hmm. it's a life-changing experience when you're able to still play sports and yeah. and uh have some fun. My cat is going nuts right now. I don't know if you can hear him. Yeah, no, I can't hear him. Well, that's just funny because we got a we just moved, so uh, life life uh, thing for me. My fiance's car was stolen last week. What? Yeah, so I know San Francisco has like a you you live in San Francisco. You're a yeah, San Francisco yeah, yeah, native. Yeah, yeah. You know, cars get broken into all the mm-hmm. time, right? Yep. So at my apartment complex, we are like basically kitty corner smack dab next to the ghettoest walmart in our state and in the middle of the night somebody broke into my fiance's car and took it took it away you know made themselves at home well when i woke up that next morning i woke up to a fever dream of my fiance (laughs) oh my car's gone like what i'm waking up right they find the car an hour and a half later in minneapolis what they had to impound it because the ignition was broken and the back window was broken. There was somebody else's blanket in there. There was a, uh, there were stickers <laughs> posted up on all of the dash. Um, the, the best part about this karma works in mysterious ways. My fiance is a preschool teacher and she does uh, little girls birthday parties on the weekends. She yep. like gives them a spa day. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if karma is going to come for anybody, it's not coming for her. It's mm-hmm. definitely not. She, uh, the, the car, I had to take the battery out to charge it and put it back in. It reset the the computer and the, there's an error on the odometer. She couldn't get the car out of park. It was locked. So you had to press the shift lock release to get it out of there. Mm-hmm. They must've like yanked it out of there to get it into park or they got lucky or something because they got it out of park one time, but they couldn't get it out of park the second time because they didn't huh. know where the button was. So you, you broke into the wrong car. Whoever stole my fiance's car, you broke, you broke into an already broken car. Yeah. So congratulations, congratulations. Yeah. But, um, they found it. I mean, it's 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 insurance at that point. So, uh, in in the end of the day, it's like you gotta you gotta be careful about leaving your stuff in your car. Mm-hmm. You gotta not you gotta watch where you live. But exactly, when people want something, they're just gonna take it. There's nothing you can do about it. It's not personal. Yep. No, it's it's very frequent here in the Bay Area. You leave a backpack open in your back seat. And you don't cover that up. Someone's gonna break in your car. 
That's why if you're gonna leave it, if you're not gonna leave it in your trunk, you better you better cover it up in your car. Yeah, I, and I I've heard that about the Bay Area, and I uh, there's a few cities I've been warned about, you know, where like st- stuff is getting stolen, and like my cousins live in two of no three of those cities. Mm-hmm. I have my my uncle lives in Chicago, cousin the other cousin lives in Detroit, the other one's in St. Louis. They're in like the murder capitals of the world right now. It's fucking what is going on in this world right now, Kevin? Yeah, no. God, it is. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It's it's, it's oh my god. Well, hey, on a lighter note, I wanted to say that like I wanted to thank you first and foremost for being here because you've been uh, one of the, my favorite creators for the for the past year and a half. Uh, watching you from two K or not two K, sorry, and will be the show <laughs> twenty one. Two K just came out, so I can't say that I'm not thinking about it. I was. Yeah, no, no, I'm thinking about two K too. I'm thinking about trying that. Do you play two K? Uh, the last time I played 2K, my first 2K was 2K14 when I went uh, first to next gen Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa. And so I played a lot of my career on that. And then I think I played my first online like 2K17. Okay, all um, right. That was just dominating my career on like rookie. And I was just <laughs> dropping like 200 each game. And I was like, cool. all right, this is getting kind of boring. So the, yeah, I tried <laughs> that out. And uh, and I heard 2K23 is pretty good. So I mean, I have a couple buds yeah. that play it, and I just play it for fun. Maybe make a and you're on PS5? Or... Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I heard you say Xbox, but you transitioned over to... Yeah, I feel like that yeah. transition from Xbox 360 to uh, PlayStation like 3, was it? Or no, PlayStation 4. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 4. That was like the transition most people kept up with. I can't find a PlayStation 5 in my area, so I'm stuck with this Xbox right now. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm the reason sad. why I got a PlayStation because MLB The Show wasn't available. Oh, yeah, that's right. Early on, so I was watching Bobby Crosby's Dodger films, uh, Road to the Show. Dude, and Dodger so, films, bro. Oh yeah. my god, callback. Absolutely that is legend. so sick, dude. The fact that they stopped him from doing what he wanted to do—that is bullshit. I know, and he was growing the game of baseball. Everybody was watching those videos, and they and they just said, "No, you can't do that anymore." I was like, "What?" That's insane. Don't be because... the baseball right there. Exactly, you're you're bringing in fans from a whole nother market, and then guess what they did a year later? They started streaming their fucking games on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. It, it's they they wanted the idea. That's what most. I mean, I've learned that most people want the idea. They mm-hmm. wanted it to be the oh, this was my idea. Thank you, I appreciate yeah. that. It's it, I get it because they want to make the money and be seem like it was all. It all came from us, but in reality, like we've been like the creators like you uh, smaller people have been growing this youtube sphere for these big companies to to thrive on yeah yeah they owe you they owe you a big check brother same yeah. thing with dodger films and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I, I love bobby he's uh he's my inspiration of what he called playing i will be the show uh he actually stopped by my last i will be the show 20 stream oh hell and, uh, yes we played a game against each other that was that was uh that was a pretty cool moment hell yeah so what what are your so double trouble i love this is my favorite series on youtube right now because mm-hmm. well one my stadium's getting featured but yes, at the same right. time it's wild it's fun it's got drama and i think that's what i like about sports and then also youtube channels if if the youtuber is good at what they do which i think you are mm-hmm. uh the game itself creates its own drama if you just play the game yeah and I think the way you have Double Trouble set up, and and I like your I like your inspirations, MMG and and the rest of the guys that kind of created that similar style. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's where uh, I see you having like the most like fun. I I've, in my yeah. opinion, 
the no like creation of double trouble was uh was what do you call it pretty interesting i mean uh right before double trouble i was doing debuts of cards and so uh i was doing that all on my main account right now double trouble is on a whole nother account but the thing with the debuts is that uh you know i i, I don't have collections done and all that and you know when a new card comes out and it's like what 500k stubs so i don't i don't have stubs and money to go ahead and it's drop 200 on the same day it's like coogs has an unlimited amount of money i don't understand <laughs> yeah, those those are the big creators those guys get those guys get I a know. whole bunch of views and you know that's my goal is to go ahead and uh ho- hopefully get on their level or bigger um well, but- i had i had a youtube video for when you get big all right spend 150 bucks but then also do a short guy squad like mm-hmm. you 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 I got some ideas. I will. It's just yeah, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube with MLB the Show could be so. It could be so much better though. And I, I just. I, mm-hmm. mm. No, I think about it every day. Like, hmm, what's the next big thing? Right. Um. And everybody, they, everybody says they love Double Trouble, and I think Double Trouble can go and go to another level. I yeah. think. I, I think. I think. Uh. This this series is. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's the best MLB the Show series out there right now. I would agree because when you when you have suspense when you have like the the building I like the I mean well the Tim Lincecum like the challenges to get him back in there is always fun because yeah like, um you could you can always kind of tweak them and kind of help make it a little harder so that the YouTube chat is not flaming you yeah. for this like oh yeah you just wanted Tim Lincecum back it's like yeah well yeah yeah and what do you call don't it? you yeah yeah <laughs> exactly what but, uh, like don't you want Tim Lincecum I know right. But uh, I like uh, I like you know there being a, a punishment at the end of the season, nothing too bland. I mean the goal is to make <laughs> World Series something that I've only done twice last year, early on last year, but I haven't done you know lately. It seems to be impossible to literally do it, but we're so close. We're just li- literally two hundred points away from World Series, and so you know just hopefully to avoid punishment. But just adding something like that, you know, for the viewers to go ahead and. Uh, you know, look forward to. They want to see me get punished. They want to see me get a haircut or whatever. Put a Dodgers jersey on. Go to a Giants game with a Dodgers jersey. I've got the jerseys. I got all that. They're all ready. But you know, the pl- the hope is to not do that. Yeah, but why the why did they want the bowl cut so bad? Like I don't that's know. just <laughs> I don't know. That was so mean. That was so mean. Uh, the the funny like uh, fantasy football team like uh, punishments you hear about like my brothers fantasy football uh group the loser the guy who takes last has to take the sat drunk <laughs> like he has to go in with a bunch of high school students as a grown man and take what an sat <laughs> and drunk and high as possible it it sounds like hell well, it just hilarious. sounds like yeah. it sounds like the worst pain in the world but well, it, that's it, that's torture yeah and i would love to see like not i'm not gonna i wouldn't say put that on your wheel but in spirit, in spirit, something similar, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no. Just to <laughs> keep it fresh because, well, you already have so, I mean, you have so much on that wheel for mm-hmm. for the packs and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it must have taken you a while to get all those packs all, all loaded up, too. Yeah, no, yep, because uh, when we started the account, I mean, it started from scratch. And, uh, you know, it was just grinding programs, the BR program, all that. And um, uh, just getting all that set and, you know, just having the urge to not touch a pack having to wait or what do you call it uh to do an episode 
you have 495 packs last time I saw for the common yep. packs. Yeah, like and then like 40 plus ball and habit packs. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and a whole bunch of those uh, those set packs had a whole bunch of headliners. And you just and can't touch them because guess touch what? Him. You didn't get the wheel. Sorry. I'll You're do a really massive good. pack opening at the end of the year. Oh, that'll be, probably that, be that's going to be a good YouTube video. That, yeah. that would be a perfect YouTube video. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like these are the unopened packs. Look at look at all the sh- look at all the t- look at all the potential we had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like first pack is like uh I'd say I the live series cards aren't even good anymore. I can't even nope. say like live series Mike Trout. No. Uh live series Mike Trout, you know, he's still reliable in some ways, you know, if you're in the lower ratings. Yeah. But right yeah, now he, with all the new cards, I mean, live series cards are, you know, they're only in the for the marketplace investments for you to make stubs, I guess. I did win uh, two games at Division Series with Live Series players only in the last season. So I will say it's possible. And it was when they were supercharged Trey Turner. So Trey Turner was fucking raking. Oh, man. But my best player on my team, and he's a Live Series player. He's got the best stats on my team. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if anybody has better stats with him than me. It's Brandon Lau, the second baseman for the Tampa Dude, his live series card, I'm batting like 546. I have like in like 20 games played, I have like 46 homers. Jeez. Like the dude fucking rakes. His swing is so good. Like he hits the ball opposite field. Like he's got great pull power. Like dude's just a good player. And then they give him and then they give him a mate or what was it? They give him a monthly card. And then his monthly card is juice as well. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. just they just love my favorite players right now. Yep. No, he's a he's a good he's a good uh, he's a good player to use in this game. The monthly pa- the monthly the monthly programs have been really good this year. I want to say like the the monthly programs in twenty one. I was I was a little late to. I didn't yeah. get into like I didn't get into them very much until the end because there were so many good cards off the bat. Mm-hmm. But this year, I made a no money spent account and I've lived pretty much entirely on tops now cards and monthly cards. Yeah, uh, and I'm like I, I think I'm like twenty and like 22 and four oh. with a no money spent account with just tops player tops now players like taylor walls is hitting like 450 for me like <laughs> yeah oh yeah so no can, i i've got to say those cards this year's like even the one that just came out with mookie bets i've got to yeah. say like the grind for that wasn't so stressful as you know the previous ones for me and i i haven't used the mookie bets just yet um but I've got to say that this month's uh, Player of the Month program is probably my favorite. I guess we are kind of dating this podcast. I don't know how quickly my turnaround is. We'll see. But, I mean, it is on the, <laughs> the day after they release Mookie Betts in the uh, in the monthly program. I mean, uh, you're right. The Austin Riley program was a little more intensive. I felt like the Jordan Alvarez one was a fucking, like, I wanted to pull my teeth out with my fingers. Yep. Yeah, the first, the first, like, first two were kind of stressful. Like, the, I think the first one was Rizzo. Oh, or- uh, the Rizzo one was actually my favorite one. Rizzo is, even though he's on my bench right now, like up until like I had a better first baseman with like David Ortiz or Justin Morneau, like like he was one of those players. Or Michael Tolia. Michael Tolia is actually one of my best. Mm-hmm. The switch hitting first baseman, like if I did a only switch hitting lineup, which I do often, like Michael Tolia makes that lineup every time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was my first, he was my first baseman in uh, season two of Double Trouble, and that I was my. <laughs> That's such a good season too. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, <laughs> his swing was just you know it just it took a bit for me to go in and get used to. 
it's a little slower it, with his height. I think his height does. I wonder if height, how much it affects their it swing. Does, it, it does affect. I, I, I typically uh, like using guys who are a little shorter. I mean, O'Neal Cruz is pretty tall, and I've gotten used to his swing. Um, it's just that with taller players, I feel like, what do you call it, um, anything high and in can kind of be hard to oh, hit. Oh, it's, it's impossible to see half the time, even on freaking strike zone high, or even yeah. if you're on like the closest strike zone one, high and inside with tall players, just like the screen isn't big enough yeah. to uh, kind of give you the room. So, but SDS, I'm not fucking playing on fisheye. Quit giving me that as a default. Yeah. What the kind, yeah. kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> I, I, I swear that this is the best camera view of all time. I don't know anybody yeah. who's saying that. No, no, no. If you're using fisheye, you better be using directional or I don't know. That's what I use. Or, or they're or they are like two inches from their screen. Exactly. <laughs> I, I like they're they're freaking uh fear itself from Halo. Sorry, I'm dating myself some more. Like, dude, I'm old. I'm I freaking played on the Halo two free for all circuit. So mm -hmm. like for for me, I'm almost thirty, bro. Like Yeah. Don't no, tell no. don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. I guess I am gonna be posting a public podcast. Maybe I shouldn't. I could cut that out. I guess. I mean, I mean, I mean. I don't. I don't think there's there's a limit for any age to do a podcast. Oh. No, that's true. Joe Rogan is making making billions of dollars on Spotify. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. I think I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. No, but like gaming gaming wise, like gamer YouTubers that I grew up watching, like C Nanners, that dude was like in his thirties by the time I was in my twenties. So. Yeah, he was making he was making millions of dollars on YouTube and in his thirties playing video games. So mm -hmm. take that take that mom. Yeah. No, my mom so my mom wants me to do what makes me happy. I feel like that's yeah, the hardest right. thing for anybody is like a, a YouTuber with parents that like supports them is like mm -hmm. an almost like an oxymoron now. Mm -hmm. So like how do you how does your family feel about it? I mean, they uh, gotta be supportive once no, they no, see No, they're like the, they're in full support of it. Um just sometimes I think to myself that, you know, um uh is uh is the youtube what do you call it doing enough to go ahead and support them back in the future or something like that or stuff like i like that, that you're thinking ahead though because that's that's i mean that's impressive for somebody young to be like hey i want to give back to the people that support me mm -hmm. and so i'm always thinking about like you know that's why i'm always thinking about like how can i do better because doing better would uh you know uh one grow the community and all that and just you know just grow yourself and you're just you're just going into a, what do you call a whole nother level of, of your content and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, that's, that's something I always think about and, you know, uh, that can go ahead and, you know, help out people, as you said, help me, uh, you know, uh, build my, uh, what do you call build my stuff. Oh, we're in this, I mean, everybody should be in the community. You should be in it together. I mean, I think of, uh, of all the communities I'm a part of all the other YouTubers I watch, the Twitch streamers. I, I think when their success came like the quickest is when you're right like when they're trying to build they're trying to think introspectively trying to grow themselves but then also grow with each other yeah like, I, I liked that the all-star all-star break they had you know all the mlb the show youtubers got together that's that's something that they're yeah. trying to grow the community right yeah i still have yet to meet a lot of uh the guys in the community i've only met a, a couple uh and talked to a couple um but hopefully, hopefully in the near future, I get to I get a, a, a chance to go and talk to everybody and get to know them. Dude, I I think that's the coolest part. Like most of the guys are are super chill. They seem like they're down to earth guys that really just love the game of baseball and want to mm -hmm. help grow that community. That is uh, guys who grew up maybe even just playing baseball. You know, 
at a high level or not. Like I think mm-hmm. of the like the the Cougs, like AJ, like AJ may, mainly, like a guy who like unfortunately isn't able to play baseball but mm-hmm. loves the game so much and he's grown our sport, the sport that we all love a lot. Yep. And that's something that you can't you can't take away from him. AJ mm-hmm. is the freaking man. Like that yep. dude knows how to how to make people stay and watch. And that's something that like you like you said you want to grow the you want to grow the game man yeah yep, that's the end goal it's to it's to what do you call it? get this game to to more to more people and uh and just stick it with them i think it starts from i mean even like little league and stuff like that my brother and and his boss a guy who i graduated with uh have a it's called complete athlete training here mm-hmm. in minnesota they 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 support little leaguers they support guys up into high school help them train and get better at baseball and they have their own teams as well so like mm-hmm. they're trying to start that early we're trying to give them that same type of care and training that we got because me and my brother got to learn from major leaguers we got to learn from guys like mike kingery and uh and joe boyce guys who played next to hall of famers like mm-hmm. mike kingery mike kingery played next to fucking larry walker are you kidding me? Wow. Like one of the greatest outfielders of all time. And I'm yeah. learning from a guy who got to play next to him. Like there's like anybody who's a good sponge is going to sit there and learn from a hall of fame outfielder. So mm-hmm. that to me is like invaluable. Like yep. if oh, you can, yep. if you can spread the love, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. I'm glad that you're planning that. Cause like if, if at the end of the day, if, if YouTube, doesn't work out. I feel like your your stamp on the on the MLB the show landscape is still there. Like double trouble is always going to be there. Uh, um, your your personality is going to remain. I feel like uh, with your growth potential, like dude, like the sky's the limit. So like mm-hmm. again, thank you for for showing up today. I, I when I no, shot no you that message, it was a shot in the dark. I was hoping to God I got lucky. That, oh uh, no, yeah, no. I I respond to everybody who sends me a message. I still have a lot more to catch up on Instagram, but uh, <laughs> if, you, if you shoot me a message on Twitter, I'm I'm gonna respond. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe as you get bigger, maybe that might have to it might become more and more sporadic. I mean, you, you can do your best. I mean, yeah, no, I'm I, sure. I yeah, I'll, I can do my best. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll still put the effort to go and respond to a DM. I'm sure the biggest YouTubers in the world could be like, yeah, I'd love to respond to everybody, but uh, <laughs> it's like once you get bigger, it's almost impossible. So yeah, yeah. Well, with with that, speaking of getting bigger, like when you uh, when you title YouTube videos, when mm-hmm. when I don't know if you've noticed this, the biggest YouTubers in the world can like just title their video whatever the fuck they want, and mm-hmm. like it'll get it'll get good views. Like, but like the smaller YouTubers have to kind of like put the game in there, kind of put the goal of the or like something like something clickbaity a little bit more. Yeah. Whereas like. I don't know, like Ninja. Ninja can literally post a video of like my final moments and it could be about fucking anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for, for what I do, um, so um, I try not to go ahead and clickbait. I don't think I've clickbaited anything of mine. I wouldn't uh, say you've, since I've been a fan, no. But so in the yeah, past, I, I don't know. I try to, uh, what do you call it, uh, think of a title. It's got to be about the video, of course, right? So for Double Trouble. Um, like the one where I was replaying home runs against my opponent, I was playing pretty toxic. It was, you know, I will do anything (laughs) to win. Exactly. Like I'll do anything to win. So it's got to relay on what the video is about. And, uh, and when it comes down to debuts for my thought process, I got to go ahead and think of something that's different than what the other guys have thought of. Try not to go and write the same title as them. So, and it's kind of hard at times to go and do that. 
but it's pretty easy if you're the first one to upload but i'm typically you know not the first I one mean, to upload quali quality matters don't you think oh quality doesn't matter yep yeah uh in the thumbnail the title and of course the video i always talk about this the uh the energy you put in your thumbnail and the quality of the thumbnail has to relay uh quality of the video that's that's a good point. That's something that I think maybe a lot of YouTubers maybe miss the point on, and maybe that's where people get a little clickbaity because they they pour a lot of time into the video and then they forget that like the thumbnail or maybe vice versa, the thumbnail has to you know match what the video is saying. Because that's that's, to, that's a good point. Traction on your video, the person's got to click on your video, right? So they look at your yeah. thumbnail, like oh this is pretty interesting, and if your video doesn't relate to what the thumbnail shows, then it's kind of disappointing. And the person won't come back to your videos. So yeah. it's like what, what yeah. you you get those uh, analytics, like right? How many one out of ten? How good was your video in your last ten videos? Uh, let me check. It's uh, it's always it's always like one of those things that you're like, I want to always better myself. Like that's oh, a yeah. metric that YouTube created themselves. That it's like an athlete mindset. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 what the goal is every single time is to go ahead and get a high ranking on your video. It won't always be like that. Sometimes you'll have a video that just didn't do well. Um, and you might have thought, you know, it should have been a pretty good video or something like that, and, but it, maybe it didn't. But I you, would mean my, you mean my whole YouTube channel? <laughs> I'm just, I, I definitely didn't put in as much effort as I should have into a YouTube channel. If I wanted to get serious, let's, let's be real. I'm not going to say I'm a good YouTuber, but you're right. Like, effort speaks for itself. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very valuable to... Uh, to look at like the most popular YouTubers, like you said, I mean, like Mr. Beast, like if you listen to like stuff he talks about with the, with how he handles YouTube, you can't help but get motivated. Cause like the guy wants every video that he creates to be better than the last. And he's willing to spend millions of dollars to have that even fail and not post the video because he cares so much about quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what the main focus should be quality over quantity but i try my best to go ahead and uh upload every day and just try to keep that consistent what do you call it well, uh, consistent consistency is key too yeah. yeah but also what do you call it you know putting out the best uh quality video i can put out and um i think i've been so far doing a good job of that sometimes some days i won't feel you know my best at recording or you know i just won't have the energy but um but i still find a way at times to go ahead and turn that you know negative energy into uh, you know um a good quality video well that's a that's a good thing to mention because like youtube is is a job and just like anything else you're gonna have ebbs and flows where you're feeling good you're feeling bad like mm -hmm. wh what mentally like i mean obviously you want to like show that good energy on youtube because that's that's a part of a good youtube video is like creating an atmosphere where people are going to like vibe with the video, but mm -hmm. you also want to be true to yourself. So like what, yeah. what strategies do you have to like kind of get around that? Like kind of get over that, maybe that fear of like coming off as a like begrudging or like being an asshole or if somebody really thinks that. Uh, just like if, if feeling tired and burned out. Right. Right. Like, cause after a while of doing like the same thing over and over again, anybody's going to get tired. I don't care yeah. who you are. So if, if 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 it is that bad, then I'll have to miss a day, and then I'm just gonna have to go ahead and just take that day to myself. Cause at at times, uh, after recording or such, I'll have a huge headache or something like that, mm. and sometimes that headache will last maybe a day or two. And when 
I need to get a video out and the headache's going on during the video, I just got to go ahead and suck up, and stick with it. But I try not to go and show that I'm dealing with a massive headache in the video. Um, but I, I guess it's just, it's just, what do you call it, uh, telling yourself that, you know, you want to be a YouTuber, right? You want to go ahead and put out the best content you can put out. So you got to go ahead and, you know, just do it. Just do it. You got to suck it up, baby. You got to, you got to spit on it and rub it and get to work. Cause like, I don't know. There's a lot of jobs out there that are probably a lot harder and a lot more rigorous. Mm -hmm. And if you put your life in perspective in any way possible, like that's, that's going to make you realize that YouTube is a very good job to have and working hard at it is rewarding. Mm -hmm. No, no. If you're passionate for two, like what I, what I've also said is that the reason why I keep on going on every day is was not, not only the, you know, the support I get every day is just because I want to do this. And so if I didn't have the urge to do this, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be putting the effort I'm putting in right now. Um, and I would say, you know, the urge to go and do this every day is, you know, uh, is, is what helps me, you know, just, just to record it every day, even, even if with a headache or even feeling tired, I still have that motivation. To you go want to be the best, better. man. Yeah. You want to be the best, I assume. I feel like anybody who wants to get good on YouTube is like, all right, well, the bar has already been set. Everyone knows the bar, but like, how do you, you got to set your own bars. Like, how do you how do you better yourself every day? And that's mm -hmm. that YouTube metric, one out of ten or whatever that they're going for. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome, right. dude. I feel like YouTube is gonna be. I mean, they grow and they change. They removing the dislike bar and stuff like that. Like that's that's all. Like I think window wash of like the, yeah. the the nuts and bolts of the youtube channels that we don't get to see because as a viewer you don't get to see the analytics of of a like a popular youtuber very often if at all no so, you're gonna have to go on another website for that to go and look at their stuff and even then how accurate is it it's it's uh so if you know about social blade well yeah social blade, blade. Yeah, that's pretty uh, a well-known website it's it's fairly somewhat accurate at times when it comes down to showing people's revenue or uh their uh what do you call it uh, view analytics and stuff like that right but it's not on the point at times i feel like yeah that they can't get every number correct there's absolutely no way unless they have your actual analytics like account like you know to see mm -hmm. exactly what you're getting and that's mm -hmm. personal to you that that's a personal thing that's inside one youtube channel that unless you have a manager mm -hmm. you you you're the only one that sees. So yeah. I think, and I'm, I'm not asking, I want, I just, I like seeing or understanding what people think about the analytics because it's, it's always personal. It's uh -huh. always going to be like, even in your YouTube channels, like everybody's going to have different analytics. You're not going to see the same trends that are, the, I mean, YouTube is, but you as a person are not going to see the same trends. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. You, you can use it with a grain of salt, but I, paying attention to your to your coworkers or your fellow YouTubers, mm -hmm. if you could call them, if you can call a fellow YouTuber that, uh, paying attention to what they do. I mean, you're right. Like you said, you're trying to be first to the punch, but quality matters. So mm -hmm. no, um, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. And you know, just seeing, you know, I, I think everybody does that. Just in general, in our, every YouTuber, they see what other other YouTubers are doing, seeing what they're doing. And at times they'll go ahead and uh, maybe take an idea from them or two and uh, just build off that and make it to their own thing. But everybody kind of builds off each other, I would say. Right, right. And there's the, there's the, 
you know, a few that are, you know, straight up original and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of successful YouTubers, you know, they've, they've built off, you know, some ideas from other YouTubers and stuff like that. And I think that's just in general with everything. I feel like the early days of, like, the 2K YouTubers, like Chris Smoove, were like, you know, he created that whole personality around, like, the auto-tune and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like that created that gimmick early. And I, not, I shouldn't even say gimmick. That's not even that. It's, like, the thing that made them who they are like their uniqueness with their with how they saw the game like it was cool to see how they told their story within their my player or whatever like yeah early on like we were more commentary youtubers they were more like long-winded like our attention spans have definitely gotten smaller like mm-hmm. the youtube the the more cuts that you've had to put in that and that's more work like that's more editing that's more uh that's more time put into the youtube video itself because yep. you do have to think of it more of a production now than than in the past mm-hmm. yeah i know uh, it, it it's definitely a process when uh when editing videos and stuff like that and it and for 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 like me you know um my editor it'll it'll take time to go ahead and edit videos and that's why sometimes you know videos will come out a little later than usual um but I, I as, as I always tell him, like, you know, if, if the video needs to go and, you know, need another extra hour of work and put the extra hour of work, I, I want the video to look as best as possible. Right. And I'm sure you, I mean, I'm sure you guys are in a call. Probably no, no, we're, we're always communicating. We're always talking every day. Yeah. yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta communicate with, with what your image is. Cause I've always said this about like, uh, some of the best producers and YouTubers is like, there, there, there's a team like there's never one person and if it is like they're doing so much that they need somebody else to help like they should already have help, some help mm-hmm. because the the level of production that is worth it nowadays on youtube especially if you want to get noticed you need you need help you need people who are going to uh know all their trends that maybe you haven't been exposed to so that the you know meme sounds that maybe you haven't heard and they're like oh i didn't even know about that yeah. like, that's a funny sound to add to the video like those mm-hmm. are little things that having another person to bounce ideas off of is important for yep yeah exactly you're right i, I imagine that those the the voice chatter the, <laughs> the 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 group chat that you have is probably just filled with just like huh, oh, you think this will work or like oh no exactly no we're he, I'm, I'm bouncing off ideas off him and he's telling me like you know would you rather want this or that in the video and so yeah no it's 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 always what he called you know ideas going back and forth and seeing what works best and you know I like when i send videos him, of course, too. yeah no exactly I'll, I'll send notes to him of what i think and then uh then i'll say like hey you know if if you have any ideas yourself to go and add in then um go ahead and I, I i i think it'll, it'll, it'll look great does he surprise you sometimes with oh some yeah funny yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, that's what i was waiting for <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's a times where i'm like oh i didn't even expect you to put this in here this is this is this is perfect that's what i'm saying like i, I was waiting for you just to be like yeah he put that one thing in i wasn't expecting it <laughs> like, <laughs> yep uh i imagine there's tales of that all over the place and even like the smallest detail like like uh i think music choice is very important when it comes to these, uh, youtube videos one thousand percent when cutting them off when introducing them and stuff like that uh, i i love that small attention to detail um and so um, it's just it's just stuff like that that just really makes a youtube video a lot better i'm getting why am i my bot oh yeah it's 
Employee Appreciation Week next week, Kev. Do you get that at YouTube? No, you just get a you get a monthly uh what do you call it uh um analytic newspaper that just tells you how you did. That's all you get. Is it, is it a physical newspaper? It's uh it's through email. Okay, I was gonna say if they're still doing newspaper, I'd be like, I worked at a newspaper. I'm old, all right. Can we not yeah. continue the, this like archaic medium? We don't need it anymore. They're just like, here's your stuff. How you did this month? Great job, and that's it. <laughs> Pat, pat on the back. Goodbye. It's a computer that sends you that, though. Yep. That's sad. I I would want I a manager so. to reach it's, out to uh, me. Yeah, no, I've never got anything straight from. I don't think uh, YouTube rep or anything like that. Hmm. Well, I, all right. I'm gonna fight for your right as a YouTuber. I'm gonna put up an employee appreciation week for YouTubers. All right. I'm gonna call for it. I'm gonna all start right. setting that shit up because you guys okay. deserve it. You guys deserve it. I like that, dude. It it's a it's a profession that like is is praised for, but then like I feel like the support for is like lacking, in my opinion. Like you guys don't get benefits or anything like that. YouTube definitely doesn't offer anything like that for you guys like there's no like they don't do they even drive you in the right direction for healthcare? like do they have options for creators no i don't think so like i when i look at my creator hub i don't see anything that like is pointing me in like a direction towards like health benefits or like or even where to get information regarding that stuff no no i don't see anything when i go in my analytics and look at that that's crazy because you're an employee of of youtube i mean you're uh-huh. a freelance employee but at the same time you're using their platform you would think that they would want to help you out but maybe that's something that they're working on who knows yeah or maybe that's something that they only do for the big big creators so i don't know i mean i feel like the interface should stay the same regardless of what type of youtuber you are but yeah. again you, we don't know i think that's that's par for the course in any any business you work for i know my system's at the bank I work for are different than the credit card services we have. I know that for a fact. So like, I don't know. That's, that's one of those things where like, I hope it's not different. I, I hope there's not a discrepancy. Yeah. It just makes you feel bad if there is. Cause I like, like, why am I getting treated differently when I'm doing the same thing? Just smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's like, that's like mom and pop shops with a, like a Chipotle right next to them. They're like, son of a bitch. Chipotle, you fuckers. Oh, well. Took out my headphones. He's a menace to society. I swear to God, that cat. Is that the... Is that the... Pat, that was Pepper. He was... Pepper, no, Pepper. he just... He, he loves to jump around. He loves to... Uh, he loves cords. He loves toys, so... Yeah. This new, pl- this new place we just moved into, he didn't have his toys for the first couple of days, so he was... He was a uh, very anxious, very anxious kitty. He just loves to play. This 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 little guy. He'll forever be the mascot. That's pretty. He was started out. He started out brown with black stripes, and now he's just all black. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's the same thing. What happened with one of my dogs? Uh, she was uh, uh, all uh, all brown for her, and now she's all black and uh, black and uh, I think it's like dark brown. I love animals. They're so cute, but when they step on your nuts, it's a, it's a whole other story. Oh yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, that's the worst, especially with this cat because he does he has no boundaries. He doesn't care. He doesn't know about nuts because he doesn't have any. <laughs> so it's just like oh god, mine. I think backwards. I don't know why it does that. 
No, it's fine for me. I see it fine. So I'm at a 721. I think I'm about four-ish games away from Championship Series. And then the ratings only get lower when you right. win games. So then I've got to be... I've got to... I don't know. Unless everything goes well, I've got to be maybe five, six away from World Series. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the season ends in nine days. Yeah, we got... So do some rage quits. I can yeah, actually... I, Man, and then the difficult the difficulties already changed at division series. So you're on legend right now, right? Uh, Hall of Fame or yeah, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Is, uh, I think it. I get. I think it gets to legend when you get to World Series. But uh, okay. I'm gonna hold my bar down to below. Oh, I didn't know about that trick until my brother told me yeah, about it. He, my brother, my brother made World Series last season. By the way, my brother's a fucking god at this game. <laughs> like, he's the reason I'm into MLB the show. Um, and my brother Mason, he, uh, he's he's pretty goaded on the sticks when it comes to MLB the show. But he, um, he he definitely has the same type of gripes that you and I have when it comes to like. But I'm not even nearly as good as him. So like, when he's telling me about certain mechanics of the game, like he seems to have like insight as like a, such a good player to things that I didn't even know about. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I didn't know about like the anchoring of like the, the PCI until he told me about it. I was like, damn, like you yeah. can hold it up and in. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't use that too much. Uh, I, I just, I'm a little, it's just, I just started down the middle and I just moved my PCI around. Uh, um, yeah, but that is uh that is a pretty good feature. They did add. My brother is like, my brother's like I do. I hold high and in. I don't do the anchor anymore, but he holds high and in, so that he he can go lower into the zone because he thinks that's easier. Mm. So like, if it's a high and in fastball, he's always ready for that. And then anything else, he's already got his foot down for oh, no, in Sam, his, in his mind. Hold it in there. I just can't seem to go ahead and stop dropping my PCI when it comes down the middle. Same. So like for me, it's like, do I just float it a little lower on purpose and then just maybe? Uh, do you do you use Control Freak on your? I don't. I I used to, but then I took it off. Cause, well, the the story is I lost it. I don't know where it went. So then I had a. Uh, you destroyed a few controllers or, yeah. or two. You know, <laughs> I can't say I haven't. So I'm not gonna. So, not but I've gotten used to. I mean, it's it's. I think I've been hitting better without the Control Freak. You think so? I think so. I I I get I, I get more feel of the L stick than with the Control Freak. It just, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. It, it used to be the other way around. I just didn't feel good using the L stick. I have a higher one and then like a low rise one. And I tried the high res on the left oh, yeah. stick. Yeah. And I felt like I had a lot of like precision, but mm-hmm. I couldn't get to like the edges quick enough. Yeah, no, I, I used the low stick uh, control freak. The higher one was, uh, was a little too much. Yeah. So I actually use it for pinpoint pitching. Like I actually find that I can dot like way, way smoother. Like for some reason when my stick, when it's not there, like, it tends to like go to the middle and just stop. Like it doesn't follow through all the way to the bottom mm-hmm. unless, unless I have the control freak on, like for some dumb reason, it like never finishes the pitch. Like it always stops right at, like I let go of it or something. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Like, huh. yeah, I don't know. I I've worn out this controller cause I'm, I was a professional PGA 2k 21 player up until I played and will be the show. So, huh. uh, I played on the pro circuit for PGA 2k 21. So I may, maybe I'll do 2k 23. So you did like tournaments and all that for PGA? Yeah, they had uh, a couple Discord servers where we would like play for money and have winner take all, ten dollar buy ins, like hundred eighty dollar, two hundred dollar tournaments that you could win. So, um, I would I I would like to say my winnings are upwards of three thousand dollars at the moment. So, 
Okay. Uh, yeah. And I am the the reigning three club champion. So you you're only allowed to use three clubs out of the fourteen. You get yeah. to pick which three clubs you you pick, and it includes the putter, by the way. Um. So yeah, I'm the reigning three club champ as well. So. Okay. Yeah. I've never played PGA. Is it fun? Oh, I'm I I could I could help you with that, my man. That game is fun too, because there's the cool part about that. Just like in uh, MLB the Show, you can create your own course, and because it's open and like golf courses can be anything, you can create mini golf courses. You and I could play mini golf in PGA 2K21, and there's a lot of fun courses. Okay. So anytime you want to do that video and you want to get that down, like trust me, and you and I could have a match. You can play on like lower settings, and I can play on higher settings on like my pro settings that. So like the matchmaking has it's called like pro settings, but then the guys who play on like the Discord servers that I play on, we have play even harder because yeah. obviously it's just not hard enough for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I could play on that setting, and then you could play on like the pro setting, and it's pretty forgiving. And uh, we could have a match if you wanted. Okay. I love I love PGA because I'm a golfer myself, but at the same time I grew up playing baseball, so like that's where MLB the show is. Like I loved. Uh, when Joe Maurer was on the cover, but I played back when David Wright was on the cover, so like uh, 06. Yeah, and that's way, way back. I'm old, dude. I told you, I played <laughs> PS2. My first my first console, Kev, was the Intellivision. The what? The Intellivision. Look it up. I want you to tell me what year that's from. Let's see. I'm making you do some work now. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I have never seen this. So it's got a it's got a it's got a number pad and a dial. You see that? Yeah. What the heck? That's the that's the controller. So the number pad was the buttons, like A B Y X, all that stuff. Like number one, number two, number three, number four. Each of them for different games had a corresponding like button that did some something specific. So when you bought a game, it would come with a piece of plastic that you could slide over those numbers to tell you which function did oh. what. And then that dial was to help you turn and like it, you could press it in because it was a it was a button too. So um, and then you didn't use like you remember like the white, yellow, and red to plug in. Yeah, we I remember that. We didn't. I remember that. We didn't have the, that uh, first Xbox. We didn't have that. Oh, we had it? two little tiny uh, f- uh, two prong forks that we would screw into the back of the TV that had two little screws on the back of it. Uh, to get <laughs> you might what have to the... look it up <laughs> you might have to look it up it's 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 so barbaric it's 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 so funny i don't know if it's showing up it's it's literally oh i th- i think is it the rca like two... to f adapter that you uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i had insane. to <laughs> yeah and my grandma had to plug it in for me because i i'm three and i don't know what the hell i'm doing so yeah, I'm a little old school, my man. That was my first console. 1979. 1979 is the year that console came out. I was born in 93, but uh-huh. my dad held on to that console. So, um, But then I went to the NES, played freaking Duck Hunt, and then it was the N64 for my birthday in 1996. Or in, uh, or in 1997 was Christmas, actually. My cousin got, in 1996, got the Nintendo on his birthday. So then playing Super Mario 64 and like Wave Race 64. That was, those were the games. And Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I didn't get a chance to play all those games. Bro. You missed, you missed my childhood. Yeah. I, I, I kind of went in a different approach when I first started. We played uh, Wii Sports and uh, Mario Kart. 
And then after that, it was Xbox, and then I played some other games like Far Cry, and um, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and then MLB, and then that's pretty much been it. Did you ever play like Fallout or like Skyrim or anything like that? Oh man, I watched videos on that, and um, I think I, I think I, at the time I was like, is this only on the computer? I didn't know it was on a uh, console. It's it's probably best experienced on the computer, I would say, just because of like mo- mods and stuff like that now. Like if you're gonna play Fallout New Vegas, which is probably the my favorite Fallout game to play, mm. you're you're gonna want to play it on PC. But it's it's viable still, like a hundred percent on like on the console. It's it's one of my favorite games of all time. So yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like with like the PSP and like the DS like I was playing that too like the Game Boy Advance came right before that and like the Game Boy SP so like Pokemon like mm-hmm. all that stuff that was like that was 100% I I started with Pokemon Silver so like I'm uh generation 2 I think that's like that's all like mm-hmm. I was literally when they only had like 200 Pokemon man like now they have like 4000 Pokemon Yeah I remember when uh Pokemon cards were pretty big when I was in uh, middle oh. school well, then the pandemic they came became so popular again. Oh yeah, and then that that blew up and all that. The Charizards, all that Logan Paul getting his Charizard. The, uh, all of that. The Logan Paul, jeez. No, but like the so, did you think about doing Pokemon cards when you were doing baseball cards? No, I knew nothing about Pokemon. You're like I'm not gonna. That's somebody else's racket. I'm yeah, <laughs> like I knew I knew who Pikachu was. I knew who Charizard was. Uh, that was yeah. pretty much it. I was like, I didn't. I'm like, I, if I open up a pack, I don't even know who I'm pulling. Right. Some of my favorite YouTubers were like started pulling in them, and I was like, I get like the allure because it's like you're finding something rare, and that's that's cool. We do that with MLB the Show. Like we're we're waiting for the the rare card that we want, uh, or the rare player that's gonna you know benefit our team. But we get to use that player, like the cards, like. You don't get to use them. Yeah. Like, in, unless you're playing the trading card game, which not very many people play. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why, I, like, I don't know, Yu-Gi-Oh! unpackings were a little cooler to me because, like, usually the, the like, most expensive cards are the ones being used and, like, the rarer version of them. So, like, yeah. the person's probably going to put it in, a, like, a thick sleeve and put it in their deck, and you're like, well, now they have to buy thick sleeves for their whole deck, so otherwise they know what card is coming. Exactly, yep. I played Yu-Gi-Oh a lot, so for me it was like watching the TV show and like playing Yu-Gi-Oh with your friends. Like it was like that was prime time TV. So, mm-hmm. and then Dragon Ball Z. Did you ever Ooh, catch Dragon yeah, Ball Z? Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Yep. Hell yeah! Thank you. So I'm glad that, that 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 at least bridged some gaps. That was like that dra- was a childhood show right there. Dude, Dragon Ball Z, and then going into, I liked Dragon Ball GT, but the the storyline seemed really weird. Like yeah. it definitely seemed like way forced. Mm-hmm. Uh no, like the, I, I like the I like the intro to this uh, to each episode is pretty cool and you know leading up to the final uh, final this fight. time uh, Dragon Ball Z <laughs> and you're but, like oh fuck yes <laughs> I was I was really young when I was watching this I was like oh this this is the coolest shit I've ever seen dudes firing lasers out of their hands at each other fuck yeah, yeah. and then fuck when yeah. Vegeta and Goku be- became one that's, that's like cool. the me and my friends practiced that dance like it was our jobs. We thought we were gonna turn into one person. <laughs> that was so... I mean, that was such an iconic what do you call it scene. <laughs> Fusion ha. Fusion ha I was like, yeah. yeah, me and my friends definitely tried to become one person for a while. Mm-hmm. That was that was the like influential like Star Wars, like when you and your friends would 
like buy the Star Wars fucking lightsaber from Target and bend it over your friend's head. Like, <laughs> yeah, I definitely did that a couple times. I'm like, I feel bad for my neighbors, but I would leave their house with a few bent lightsabers because I would smack their kid right in the back of the head. <laughs> like that lady in the meme of the pinata where she has the blindfold. And they like pulled a fucking pinata oh up. And, yeah, and they just what wax. She was thinking when she was doing that, <laughs> yeah. I saw that coming from a mile, and I was like, I don't know what you're doing. That's that's basically that. La- what that lady did is what I was doing to pe- my friends with lightsabers, oh. <laughs> just wow. wrapping it around their head. Yeah. Hey man, like playing with those lightsabers was dangerous, so you just had to watch out for me, man. I was serious. I wanted to have the force. You have like a personal custom lightsaber. Uh, I like I I made sure to gr- like make sure my mom got me the purple one because I knew that that one was like hard to get. Yeah. So like when my friend would show up with his green and, and his blue one, he, I'd be like, "You stupid piece of shit! I got the purple one." Yeah. You don't even know, and like I pull it out, and he's just like, "You you where'd you where'd you get that?" And it's like the the world ended for this kid, and I was just like that that was a feeling that I was like yearning for. Mm-hmm. That's. What, Early on that I realized that I was a little sadistic. I kind of liked watching other people suffer at my expense. <laughs> hey, I toned it down as I got older, but yeah. definitely back then when I was a middle schooler, I was like, I, I had a trolling series on Call of Duty where I would just trap people in corners on Ricochet uh, Hardcore. So like most hardcore up until that point in Call of Duty, uh, it was Call of Duty Ghosts. Like you could shoot your teammate and just kill them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in hardcore, you're allowed to do that. Well, in this game, they were like, well, we don't want people killing their teammates. How about if we, if you shoot your, your teammate, it hurts you. Oh, that's crazy. I should do that. Not, no one will shoot each other then. Yeah. Well, what that meant was I could trap you in a corner, and the only way for you to get out of that corner is to shoot me and kill yourself mm-hmm. and, ru- and ruin your KD because it goes against you if you shoot your teammate. It kills you. as It's an actual death mm-hmm. versus if I tried to kill you in previous games where it just wouldn't count as a death. So... I routinely would just trap people in corner for an entire game, and these guys just wouldn't kill me. And I would just sit there and stare at them with no mic, and they're just like, "Really? This is what you do for fun?" <laughs> and like, it's almost like they got madder that I wasn't responding, uh, or like would like shake my head no with my character, <laughs> just like, <laughs> "Sorry, bud, you're you're stuck here." But eventually, they have to like kill me, and then like they would like put up like a turret, and then I would just like knife the turret and uh, like kill yeah. it, and they're like, "Hey, that was mine," and you're like, "I don't." Do you realize this is one of my purposes? <laughs> this is my goal in life. Yeah. And I was a little sadistic because, like, I would watch uh, trolling YouTubers and it just made me and my friends laugh. So we would just do that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> that, that was pretty fun. Most, most people who play Call of Duty are our age now. Like, so some little twerp 15 year old who thinks he's funnier than shit, like, like trapping you in a corner, that's got to that's gotta suck like that's gotta be really annoying uh, especially yeah. if you just got off a nine to five and like, <laughs> you're just trying to have fun and i'm yeah, and i'm just sitting it. there like I'm, I'm silently look just staring at you down in a corner and the only way you can leave is by shooting me and then i'm gonna find where you spawn and do the same thing again yep i'm i i'm sorry to all those people i trapped in corners i really am <laughs> but you were good youtube content all 55 views of them it was great <sighs> Back when YouTube was popping, I uh, like I got like a thousand u- subscribers on my Call of Duty channel back in the day, and I thought I was the hottest shit of all time. It was uh-huh. like, 
a thousand subscribers meant that like people knew who you were like yeah. enough people in the call of duty call of duty spheres and clans knew who you were to subscribe to you mm-hmm. and and then one day like some kid hacked my account and just deleted it it's like what fuck you. yeah just like fuck you like i was like are you shitting me all my hard work i had like two montages posted and i was like all right let's try a new youtube channel and i couldn't even get above like 100 subscribers so i stopped and like deleted that channel too so i was like how does that happen yeah i don't know man youtube youtube back in the day was like very lax and i think um you could you could like just like get people's info a lot easier and i was a dumb kid i probably posted my email or something out there and like somebody i I wasn't i was a dumb kid i got i got catfished when i was in middle school (laughs) i got i got my runescape account hacked multiple times where it wasn't hacked i just gave my password to some idiot thinking that he would give me membership like i was a dumb kid i i learned my lessons the hard way well now you know Oh, right. dude, I, I'm not scamming people, though. You don't see me going out and scamming people. Yeah. Damn, that's, that's kind of whack. Hey, if you, if you, you, you play RuneScape at all? Nah. That was one of those, like, childhood games that, like, I feel like it was, like, a wave in generations, like, Roblox and kind of Fortnite is now. I think I've seen it on TikTok. Is there scary like games on there? there? There's, like, they have, um like haunted areas and like stuff like that but then That's there's like wild- wild- wilderness areas and like stuff that are like more hardcore and stuff like that yeah they uh they're like player versus player areas that are like supposed to like look scary and like make it like more yeah. intense and stuff as I'm you thinking. like hunt your friends and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah there's like clans and shit like that that play that game still to this day that have like never stopped playing since like 2007 uh-huh. like, <laughs> yeah that game runescape is the like the free version of wow basically like because mm-hmm. you didn't have to pay you still don't have to pay to be a member you can earn it you can just play the game and like earn enough to get all the membership good stuff that is more exclusive yeah i don't know it's like it's for me it's like i wish they could if they did that same system for like xbox live or playstation where you didn't have to pay yearly just to subscribe to it i can earn it by playing enough video games that'd be sick mm-hmm. ain't gonna have that shit anytime soon exactly yeah Microsoft and Sony want their money, baby. <laughs> yep, yep. That's like 2K's predatory fucking... Uh, 2K, I mean, I don't think MLB The Show does it, but like 2K does it with their VC. Like, it's just like egregious, like how much they advertise, like you need oh, no, VC yeah, to no. do certain things. It's, uh, it's you know, you see the, the physical cards they have in Best Buy and all that, you know, IVC to use the game. Yeah, uh, 2K Madden, they do that a lot. It's, um, it's a, I never see anything like that for Stubbs from Movie the Show because, uh, yeah, no, Movie the Show, I mean, they have the offline uh, call part to it where you can just grind and get cards there and you exactly. can get cards too. It's a barrier of entry. Like, you're, you're, you're making it so people have to spend a certain amount of money just to, like, yeah, like play the game for like at a fun level because nowadays, like, if you're going to play a My Player, you're going to want to buy extra VC to get your guy to 85 overall right away so that you can play online with your friends and grind badges quicker because if you grind from 60 overall, it's so much more of like pulling your teeth with your fingers. Like mm. it's, it's just not one of those things that's fun. So I don't know, like for me, if you're going to create a barrier of entry, then like the game has to be really good. And I think 2K is lucky that they have such a big image that they can get away with it because Madden is slowly losing 
its market share. Like, really? like if I don't know about anybody else, but I haven't bought Madden for a long time. I've 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 only bought Madden. Uh, I didn't buy it. I was gifted it for birthday. But I've, that's the only time I ever played Madden. Just that's still not a play, and then plus I've heard all the stuff about you know pay to win stuff like that. Well, it's almost like the game quality went down too. Like I, I the last time I played a Madden game and genuinely enjoyed it was like Madden '09. Like I could create my own teams back then. I could create my own player and put them on a team like in franchise and like go for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's it's silly to me. Like I don't know. Well, Kev, I, I don't know how much time you got. I mean, you still are you about to record right now? About in about a uh, couple minutes. Sick. Have you finished the extreme program? I still Oops. haven't. Nope. I did the missions, but I haven't done Showdown or the rest of it yet. Um, so. Let's see. I don't think I... Yeah, I'm only up here. I only got Carrie Wood. <laughs> uh, I, I am about to get on Parallel 4, so like I'm almost halfway through the experience of his but like maybe this is yeah something i'll do for the end of the year right now right now it's uh this is a whole another level of stress for me to do dude the moments took me so long like it took me multiple days like i and that's i have a nine to five so that's different for me i don't i'm not a con if i was a content creator i would have got it done in a day but it still would have taken a couple hours like it's it's multiple hours of work yeah because like the only card I see f- that's good in there is the is the Josh Donaldson card. I think the Robinson Cano card is not that great, to be honest. Yeah. His his swing is weird. It's slow. Is, is it? A, I haven't used him yet. So. I I did it in the. Uh, if you do showdown enough, you can kind of pick him enough times to kind of get some usage out of him. Mm. And I was I was literally just failing the first mission on purpose because I I wanted to get some swings in and just yeah. like see how he feels. But like I just I don't like his swing and Donaldson has a ma- like quick swing so no, donaldson's got a r- pretty good swing i like his swing it's, it's pretty level it's, third third base this year has been weird yeah I, there's like you have a guy with 99 fielding and all that and he still doesn't manage to get the ball kind of and then you got you know neil cruz diving fucking 10 feet <laughs> just to get a ball like it's some stuff doesn't make sense like babe ruth is able to go full out without breaking a bone that clip that you have on TikTok where the the shortstop literally teleported <laughs> to, on a slide. Oh my God, Bryson Scott! <laughs> he like teleported backwards to get the ball. I couldn't believe it. That was like early in the game. Yeah, they had a problem with the diving. That was that was egregious. I will say. Yeah. I was but using a cap. I was using a cap at shortstop, and I was like making like there was nobody getting the ball by me, and he didn't have any like he was a a primary contact and like power like there was no good feeling. He had like sixty feeling. Yeah, I was playing against one of my friends, and I was like, "Watch this!" I made three diving plays. Like I was messing around in the outfield, and I was like, "Watch this! This is how easy this is." And I was like, "All right, circle around, circle around," and I just made three diving plays, and I was like, "This is how easy it is." You are really good at diving in this game, though. I will say, like the 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 past two vid- videos where you like had to make a couple diving plays on purpose, like oh yeah, the timing the timing is is not the easiest, but when you get it down, I think like you have it down right now. It's 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 gonna be easy to do. Mm-hmm. That's that's for me in like PGA two K. Like I have the timing down, so like even if I don't play for a couple days, I can just like hop back into it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like the the mechanics of the game have gotten, uh, like I don't. I wouldn't say the hitting mechanics have gotten better, but like the fielding mechanics did throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Like they've no, they no, updated yeah, the diving. They updated. They they still need to fix 
um, like uh, how players react when they catch the ball when the ball's in play. Mm -hmm. like, uh, that, like, you know, balls hit back to the pitcher, you know, behind the back plays, like kind of unrealistic. Not everyone's going to make that play. Well, and the cutoffs, like they're, they're, the rotations of players, like in situ certain situations, like my first baseman has to go cover second when in reality I should just have my second baseman a little farther out for the cut. Mm -hmm. And like, I fucking, like I saw, uh, who was it? I think it was AJ. Yeah, he because he has Roberto Clemente, who's got 99 arm in right field. And the cutoff like was so far out that they had, they had two cutoffs for a guy who has 99 arm. I'm like... Jeez. I'm like, why? The dude could throw the ball to third base from the fence on a rope. Yeah, I know, right? Why are we like the game mechanics don't make sense? Like, mo multiple times I've been screwed on like balls hit the right field where like the first baseman just doesn't cover first because the game is like, no, nah, it's a base hit. It's like, no, a first baseman would cover first. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. Hopefully, Good. hopefully they fix it in 23. I have a weird feeling that the game is going to be exactly the same for 23. But, yeah, uh, they don't have they don't have as much incentive to change that much in terms of like the new game but like if they want their game to last a long time I, and, like the things i want them to change which they had a big opportunity to do this year is when they introduced the co-op like they just yeah. left yeah. that as if you know that's just an online friendly right like if they were to implement uh, uh like a rank season into that that would have been so much oh, better me and me and my me and two of my buddies play 3v3s all the time and it's it's a it's way more fun i think that's actually one of my favorite parts of this game and it it doesn't work half the time like we get frustrated oh, no, trying yeah. to find it that's the other problem is the is the matchmaking and all that and you know the the servers and shit like that it's 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 horrible it's absolutely it's, and it's, it's they, this game is what you call it, not that big as compared to all the other big games uh yeah play and so what's going on at the servers like come on, you don't have like a billion people on it so true that's unrealistic but like you don't have a whole lot of people on it but it shouldn't be a problem yeah but even the biggest companies who have the resources to do it aren't doing it 2k is not doing fixing their servers every single time like their servers have always been a point of contention and that's coming from somebody who made like the the nba 2k combine in 2020 like i always had problems of getting like quit outs when i'm like the whole point of me trying to make that combine was i needed to have a good winning percentage in the wreck and if i'm getting disconnected from games in the wreck because your game sucks then i'm losing my winning percentage because your game sucks yeah. not because i'm bad so it, it it became like an actual point of contention where it may have cost somebody money but theoretically like if they're a player that was trying to get drafted mm -hmm. so i don't know man like you got to as a game company i hope they can work on that you're right it's oh. next year Hopefully. It's a if 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 them moving the game to Xbox and Switch is a sign that their game was losing popularity, then they need to fix something. Exactly. Because they they already saw the writing on the wall once. They they released the game on multiple platforms instead of just PlayStation. Mm -hmm. They could have re re upped their exclusivity. PlayStation would have paid for it. Oh, for sure. But SDS was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna take a lower paycheck from either one, but then like you know, put the game on all platforms to help grow our game. Yeah, I feel like in es in that same essence, they should you know want to improve twenty three to to uh, yeah, I, ca I just, capitalize I, I, on that too. I, I never played a movie the show sixteen. I heard that was like the best the best game out there, right? I I would tend to agree. And as somebody who like only had like friends who were like had the game where I had, could only go play it at my friends, I would go out of my way to go play that game. 
Yeah, everybody said like the game plan there was stellar and all that. So I just don't understand how you can go from a game like that and then just shit the bed for the next couple of years. Dude, that's man. Man did it already. So they're, it's like they're taking the same model, and I don't want them to. And so if they can, if they can stop the tracks and change, you know, change to you know another route, like hopefully, like they can heed the warnings because uh, like we're here right now talking about it, and hopefully. If my pod, you know, if this pod or this video gets gets some gets some traction, they'll hear it and and see that like creators like you and and others are are really wanting this game to continue to grow, mm-hmm. and we we're looking to find ways that we can help interact and like get our voices heard. Yeah, yeah. That's do we cool. need a got? Do we need a MLB the Show players union? Like what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, we try our best to go on, you know promote the game through through you know social media and stuff like that and and we can only work with what we got so and you right. know we try our best you know to to with what we got to work with you know it, to find ways to make it more interesting stuff like that as doing series or challenges or stuff like that right but uh, when like, the game is not putting out as much content or it's just the gameplay is just shit people are losing interest in the game that's only going to affect us yeah it's there it's almost like they're wanting the creators to help like keep the game afloat like yeah they're like well we don't know what to do like we can only we don't have any good ideas it's like well we we do like ask us like new players like recycling a ken griffey jr card that nobody's everybody's vocal on twitter and then that's that's the biggest that's the biggest thing everybody you know uses to go and talk about the game yeah, and they're they're right there on Twitter watching everything happen. And are they doing anything about it? Exactly. Yeah, that's fr- it's it's frustrating from a creator standpoint because like you want your voice heard. I know that, but you you just hope and pray that the uh, the company is like listening at least. Two K hasn't been, so that's where I'm like maybe I have a pessimistic attitude for that just because Two K shot my foot, man. They shot me so they shot me down so many times. It's 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 heartbreaking, but hey, hey, I'll let you get to recording, my man. I appreciate your time. I really do. This has been oh, this is absolutely you. awesome. And anytime you want to come on again, let me know. Like I'm, I'm uh, I'm I'm not sure who I, who I'm thinking of getting on in the future, but I, I definitely enjoy talking about MLB the show and life and stuff like that. So For sure, appreciate uh, it. Keep, yeah, no, this is fun. Thank you, bro. Keep it up. Keep up the good work, cause uh, this this uh youtube stuff is has been really fun to watch and uh i'm i'm a big fan i'm 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 thinking of like you know ways that i could try to help get involved even like if there's anything you need like i i want to help because like this is kind of the type of things i've always done i like i'm a production assistant i i I did full up full full freelance production where i you know did everything from setting up the lights to you know full-on editing and and all that stuff so mm-hmm. if you ever want somebody to help promote and like be behind the scenes or help you produce stuff like come find me my man like yeah, i want no, to be I, part I, of that i got you thank, thank you thank you so much for showing up today and i dude good luck in the future and uh whenever the next stream is you're gonna see me there and uh in the for comments of every video from mm-hmm. here on out because uh holy shit like down, double trouble is so much fun to watch thank you Thank you. All right, my man. Well, thank you for your time, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, you have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye. 
That was Kev Brado, everybody. And I want to thank you so much for watching this podcast. Uh, this has been the Taylor Price Podcast. If you are listening on Spotify, YouTube, or on iTunes, I hope you enjoyed. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.